0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: All right, Connor Riley, let's talk about this. Uh, and again, a big shout-out to Shock. Uh, we love him and, and his work and what he's been able to do, and, and obviously he's close to the program. Does it matter to you when they get out there to prepare and all of that stuff? Uh, do you think Sooner's better, or does it really matter to you?
2: I don't think it really matters. Both teams are getting
1: there on Friday,
2: and I think when you consider that Georgia had a short trip back to Athens, whereas TCU—hold on—whereas TCU had to go from from Fort Worth to Phoenix, then back to Fort Worth. I know that's not necessarily you know going from Atlanta to California, but that's still getting on a plane and getting off a plane. And so I do think Georgia still has the rest advantage here. And, and ultimately it's a pretty even playing surface in terms of when these two teams arrive, when they get acclimated. And let, let's also consider here that, you know, this game is going to take place at 7:30 Eastern time. It's not like it's taking place at eight o'clock Pacific time. So the acclimation period, mm. it isn't all that big of an issue when I look at it that way.
3: It is kind of Riley from dog nation. All right, man, let's get into what happened when, when you lose Darnell Washington, how big was that because of all the things that are sort of set up in the blueprint for that 12 personnel using the two tight ends and all the mismatches that was supposed to create is, is that a factor? How much of
2: it should we read into what that was or wasn't? Yeah. I give Oscar Dell a ton of credit The freshman from uh, West high school there in coming Georgia, because those are massive shoes that he has to try and step in and fill. He did it in the Ohio state game. Uh, he's obviously, you know, a talented player, but he is only a freshman and, like he's 6'5", 225, which is incredibly big in and of itself. Um, but, he, but Darnell Washington is 6, 6'8", 280 and moves in a way that no one, not just on the college level, but Todd Hartley points out, no one on the NFL level moves that either. And, and so I, there is no replacement for him. They can try and do something with Oscar Dell, but I think the thing they're going to have to pivot to, and they did this in the, in the win over Ohio State, is lean more on that wide receiver court. That group came up huge after being much maligned, In their time here at Georgia this past season, recent years, Arian Smith had to play the game, in my opinion. I I don't know if I've ever been in a sporting event where the momentum has flipped so suddenly than it did with just that single touchdown catch that he had. Kyrus Jackson came up with a big catch. A.D. Mitchell was back. A.D. Mitchell played more snaps than any wide receiver on the Georgia team and caught the game-winning touchdown pass. They have guys, not just the, the big ones that we followed all season, but they have guys throughout that position room that are ready to contribute. And I do think that Georgia's de- game plan is going to be a little bit different than what we've seen this season just because there is no replacement for what Darnell Washington does. Oscar going to try and do some of those things, but he can't do them as well as Darnell Washington because, quite frankly, I don't think anyone can.
1: Well, the game plan should be different if, if A.D. Mitchell is healthy, right? I mean, how much of a factor can he be after what we saw in the national semifinal game?
2: Exactly. You, you point that out, Carl. You know, look, the guy's played in three college football playoff games. He has touchdowns in all of them. And while, well, yes, he didn't have an overwhelming you know, yardage total in the afternoon there for Georgia, when the game was on the line and Stetson needed to make a tight throw to the end zone, he was throwing to A.D. Mitchell, and Mitchell was coming down with that pass. Uh, he's proven time and time again that he can come up big in these spots. And he brings an element of verticality along with Arian Smith. Those guys can stretch the field and win downfield. You saw Smith do that multiple times on Saturday. You've seen A.D. Mitchell do it throughout his career. So I do think getting those two guys back and making them into the part of the offense helps add a, a level of verticality that, quite frankly, wasn't there during the course of the regular season for Georgia.
3: It is our man Connor Riley. You follow him on Twitter, Kay Connor Riley from Dog Nation. Get all the insight of what's going down against the Dogs. So... You know, this defense, as we've said, and we've been looking at the mismatches, you could argue that the wide receivers from TCU are more athletic. And, and Keely Ringo is, you know, you're getting all this love for being a top draft pick. I mean, what, what do they do, and how can you fix this secondary, and what needs to be fixed, or is it simply better communication?
2: I'm going to go against the grain here. I don't think this is a secondary issue. I think this is a front seven issue. They can't get pressure with four, and as good as Jalen Carter is, he can't win consistently enough to impact the passer there. And so they have to blitz with five, six guys to consistently create pressure. And, and CJ Stroud, I, I'll give him all the credit in the world. I was dead wrong on him. Uh, he was able to create and make plays with his legs throughout the game. And that really hurt this Georgia defense. It's hard to cover players of Marvin Harrison and Ameka Abuko's ability for five, six, seven seconds. And that's what Keely Ringo, Kamari Lasseter, guys in that secondary, in my opinion, were asked to do routinely throughout the night. And, and so I think if this Georgia defense is going to make an adjustment, I don't think it has to come from the back end. I think it has to come with just
1: getting home and being,
2: being better at creating pressure. There were times late in that game where Georgia was able to get through, but they weren't able to get Strat on the ground. None more bigger than I think that final offensive play of the game from Ohio State, it sort of gets lost because they missed the kick. But bust through the line nearly unblocked, and, and excuse me has a chance to bring him down and Stroud was able to escape and make that a throwaway, and instead of turning that into a loss of seven, eight, nine yards and really pushing them out of field goal range, because I'll be honest, I thought they were making that field goal there, Uh, Stroud's able to to throw it away and get an incompletion there. So I think this game against TCU, against a quarterback like Max Duggan, who is better with his legs than C.J. Stroud is, they have to get to the quarterback, and more importantly, because it's been an issue throughout the season, they have to finish when they get there. They can't just get back there and break contain and have Duggan, you know, scramble around. They're going to have to find a way – to get him on the ground because he he is absolutely good enough with his legs to hurt you if you allow him to do so.
1: Connor, let's talk about these two quarterbacks, guys. We're talking about the Dogs' National Championship Monday night at SoFi Stadium. Do you give the edge to Max Duggan over Stetson Bennett? This is a guy who led the Big 12 in passing yards and passing touchdowns. I'm looking at his skill set. It's hard for me to say anything over Stetson Bennett. But going into a game like this, I think they rely on him a lot more than Georgia does to say winning games than Stetson Bennett does. It's not that he's more important, but just the way that they play and what they ask him to do.
2: Yeah, and they're going to ask him to do a lot more in this game simply because, you know, their leading rusher, Kendra Miller, is dealing with a knee injury. He's questionable. You know, he'll try and cut it out, I imagine. But how effective he'll be, we'll see. And so, you know, more of, the short, more of the work falls on the shoulders of Max Duggan. And Max is a fantastic player, finished second in the Heisman Trophy. Uh, I think if we do this award at the end of the season instead of, you know, after the end of the regular season, it would probably go to Duggan right now. Mm. But, look, as good as Max Duggan is, and he's a phenomenal player, I'd rather have Stephen Bennett. I, I know he was atrocious in the third quarter. He said as much. He said he played 30 minutes of bad football. But when this guy's needed to be nailed the last two seasons for Georgia, he has been, you know, fourth quarter against Ohio State, 10 of 12, 207 yards, two touchdown passes, leads him on a double-digit comeback against a really talented Ohio State team. The national championship game last year, Georgia's last two drives, four for four, 83 yards, two touchdowns to close out that game against Alabama. Max is a phenomenal player. I don't want to take anything away from him. He is an hugely important piece for this TCU offense. But with what we've seen from Stetson Bennett, time and time again, when he's needed to come up big, he has, and I expect him to do that once again for the final time in his Georgia career on Monday night.
3: Connor Riley from Dog Nation with us on Dukes and Bell spent a lot of time today talking about Kirby's comments uh, right to uh, you know ESPN in the post game about Stetson. What? How many specific plays did Stetson go off script, and uh, is this much do about nothing, or is Kirby
2: really hopping mad about
3: this? And is there is there a strained relationship? Yeah.
2: Yeah, strained isn't the word I would use. Uh, you know, Stetson's always sort of had this relationship with Kirby and with the coaches. He's been up front and honest. You know, it's not this rosy, you know, player-coach relationship that they, they have pointed out. They, you know, they butted heads at times. Stetson didn't necessarily agree with Todd Munkin uh, benching him in the 2020 season. And that's natural to understand. If, and it, no one wants to get benched. Uh, And, you know, Stetson, I I think, is is a different type of player that we view him through this lens because he's not this five-star robot that goes through things. I I think him and Duggan as well, uh, you know, both these guys got bets during their college careers, and and that forces you to look at things differently and really go through a a lot of adversity because these guys love football. Stetson has said time and time again the only thing he's ever thought about doing is playing football and to have that taken away, you know, I think it forces you to look at things differently and view things through a different lens. know, obviously he's got to be better than he was at the end of the second quarter. And then obviously in the third quarter, but I can tell you right now, there's no one Kirby smart trust more in the world when this team needs a win or needs to make a big play than Stetson Bennett in this
1: program right now. What's the key? What are you looking at? For what we know about TCU, what what's the key? Is it simply what you said: get home, get sacks, get pressure? What's the key for the dogs to win another chip? Defensively,
2: I do think that is the key. They will get pressure. Uh, I don't think TCU is going to be able to run the ball. No one has been able to run the ball on the Georgia team. And frankly, when you look at the teams that have given Georgia the most trouble in recent years, Ohio State and Alabama, they just straight up abandon the run in the game anyway. And know, hey, like it, it, anytime we don't throw the football and put the ball in the air and take the ball out of our quarterback's hands. Uh, that's a win for this defense. Uh, I felt that way on Saturday night watching Ohio state play and, you know, TCU is probably going to try and follow a similar script there Uh, on the offensive side of the ball. I I think if you're Georgia, I'll be really interested in seeing how they go about running the ball in this game. I thought they did a fantastic job against Ohio state, moving the change, staying ahead of schedule. And especially in the first half when they were up, I thought that was a real advantage for them. And the game, the way the game sort of played out, forced them to go away from it in the second half. But I mean, Kendall Milton, Kenny McIntosh, Deshaun Edwards, all were real impact players. And I think if you're TCU, they're going to throw a defense similar to what Mississippi State has run in the past, a three-three-five that in the past has given Georgia some trouble. So we'll see how they'll be able to run the ball. But if they're able to run the ball like they did in the first half against Ohio State, I think this game could once again get away from TCU. But this Georgia offense, they've got to come out and play a solid four quarters. They didn't do that against Ohio State, and it very nearly cost this team.
3: And I know we still have, what, uh, a bunch of days for these guys to heal up, but
2: is Darnell Washington going to play? He's going to try to play. Uh, I'll be honest here, and again, this is is more opinion than fact-based reporting. I'd be surprised if we see him contribute in a meaningful role. That injury looked bad, and he was struggling to put weight on it when it first occurred. I know Kirby has said he's hopeful. He said said he's been hopeful about injury, guys all season long. You know, could they get him in there at the end of the game, sort of a ceremonial role to get him out there and get him some snaps? Certainly, but for, to expect him to play a big role in this game after the injury he suffered just nine days ago or by the time the game rolls around, it'll bend nine days ago. I'd be pretty surprised by that.
3: And you mentioned not getting after the quarterback. What about Chaz Chambliss
2: and then McClendon too? Yeah, McClendon, uh, McClendon is dealing with an MCL injury. We'll see if he plays. He did rest and did get a snap in at the end of the game on the kneel down there. So I do think there's a better chance that he's available. And if not, I think they feel very confident about what they have in Amarius Mims. Chaz Chambliss is dealing with a hyperextended knee. We'll see how much he's able to go in that game. And, and, and they're going to need him to give something in that game because they are so thin at that outside linebacker spot where they're having to move Jalen Walker, a guy who's rep primarily at inside linebacker over the course of the year, down to that edge rusher position just to give them another body because they don't have a lot at
1: that spot right now. Be legendary. It's that simple. You win again. It goes down in the books as repeat champs, and you're a part of college football history. We hope the dogs are able to do that. Connor Riley, appreciate you. Looking forward to talking with you next week, and hopefully we're talking about just that. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Connor Riley, guys, Dog Nation.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,